Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, 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 everyone. Happy Wednesday. My name is Emily and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast. Thank you for tuning in today or if you've been returning consistently, thank you for tuning in every week. On today's episode, I do have a wonderful guest, but before we dive into that, I want to go in really quick about my ebook. So if you've been listening for a while, you probably know about my career ebook that I recently released during quarantine actually, and it's called The Everyday Girl's Guide to Career Success. And my main goal out of this ebook was to help young woman in college specifically whether that is sophomore junior senior year or maybe recently graduated to not only have a better understanding of how to compete in the job market when finding a job but also just to be able to shape the right mindset when it comes to finding the career path because I know that is a major struggle for college students and everyone even when you're going into college and you are trying to find your major so I wrote something that I felt was a well-rounded way of putting together my thoughts and my process and things that I did that I have found my own friends or peers uh, who also did the same things through my advice um, and they found it helpful. So I put this together in a 55-page book. It's on my blog at emilyelizabeth.blog. If you guys are interested or just intrigued with what else is in it, you can find more info again on my blog at emilyelizabeth.blog. All right, so let's dive in to today's guest. Her name is Natasha Hoskins, and she is the founder and CEO of All Call. And just to kind of uh, step back really quick, I came across All Call when I was just browsing Instagram. And as you, some of you guys might know, I do love to travel, and I am a huge travel enthusiast. And I love going to Europe and different major cities in the US. And that's just something that I've always, you know, been passionate for. And so when I came across this company, I was just so intrigued to learn more. And I reached out to Natasha a few weeks ago and just had a fun time chatting with her and learning more about her and her business and just the things that she's done over the years. But a little bit more about All Call, her business. All Call is a New York City-based travel startup that provides curated itineraries to modern travelers planned and sold by people who are obsessed with travel, aka like me. (laughs) About three years ago, while she was still at her day job, about once a week, she would get a text or an email saying, hey, send your recs for X location. It became super clear that there was this major disconnect for modern travelers between the things they care about the travel experiences they desire, and the travel platforms that were out there. She thought, hey, I can fix this. And then came All Call. On this conversation with Natasha, I had the chance to ask her various questions from how she got started, what she studied in school, where she went to school, and just really taking you guys through the journey from start to not necessarily finish, but where she's at today. And to me, 
I remember during this conversation, I felt very inspired afterwards because not only is she someone that is years ahead of me and I relate a lot to her journey because she worked in a corporate setting. She, you know, really had to hustle a lot. And so I think this conversation is going to be very valuable for those who do have similar aspirations when it comes to doing your own thing or having a side hustle or side project whether you turn it full-time or not i think she really brings out a incredible message on what you can do and just the grit and hustle that comes with it because it's you you'll learn from this conversation it's not an overnight success or overnight process it's years and years of dedication and envisioning it so If you are interested in hearing more about this vision of Natasha's, then keep listening. All right, Natasha, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I'm very excited to learn more about you and your company you've built so far. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes. How about you share a little bit about yourself? I'd love to get to know more about your background, where you're from, uh, where you went to school, all the fun stuff. Yeah, totally. Um, So... Um, like you said, my name is Natasha Hoskins. Um, I'm the founder and CEO of All Call. I grew up in South Florida, in Fort Lauderdale, um, and then moved to New York for school and have been here about uh, nine years in New York City and went to the new school, which I love and have um, great memories of. And then um, worked in the arts and then in the tech space um, and then started working on All Call about uh, two-ish years ago. So it's been really, really amazing to transition into full-time entrepreneurship and, and building my own company. That is amazing. And, you know, as an entrepreneur myself, I'm a huge advocate for people kind of stepping out and doing their own thing. I am super curious, what was your first job? out of college? I know you mentioned you worked a little bit in the tech space and other things. Yeah, totally. Um, so my first job out of college was, so I went to the new school for um, what, what the program was called Art in Context, and it was a dual concentration in um, liberal arts, like concentration, one side being culture and media, um, and then the other side being visual studies, which is essentially like art history. Um, and so my first job out of school was actually working at three jobs, doing the hustle, doing all three at the same time. One, um, Mm -hmm. was working with an independent curator here in New York city who would curate shows in different independent galleries across the city. Um, and so I worked with her helping to put those exhibitions on uh, and working with artists. And then at the same time I was working, um, in a artist studio, um, the, the artist being Martha Rossler, who, um, it was sort of a dream come true because I had been reading and spent so much talking time talking about Martha Rossler in school. She was, um, a huge part of like the feminist movement in the seventies in New York city, seventies and eighties in New York city. So it was very cool to be working as a studio assistant for her. And then I was also waitressing. So that was my, um, for about a year and a half, I did that post post school. So definitely taught me a ton um, about what I cared about, what I loved, and also just about grinding it out and and working hard for the things you want to do and the things you want to learn. That's amazing. And I I resonate a lot with the aspect of working multiple jobs. I did so in college as well. What was your motivation, I guess, throughout balancing all three? Um, And of course, just kind Mm -hmm. of going back and forth, because I know 
for some people that can often be um, leading to burnout that can lead to kind of, you know, really bad days, really low days. So what was really the ultimate thing getting you through all of that? Yeah, um, that's a a great question. Um, A few things. I think one, I really love to work. Like I love, I'm just a really hard worker and I enjoy having, um, being busy and having a lot to do. Um, but I think that the main motivator for me was, um, so much of the work that I was doing was working with, uh, artists and creative people who I really believed in their expression in the world and how important that was to highlight and, to make space for in the world and felt that my contribution to that um, was important and allowed for those voices to be heard and for um, different artists of all different mediums um, to be able to come together and, and have their work showcased and put um, put on exhibitions in New York. So on uh, from the curating side with um, that job, that was definitely a huge part of it. And then working in the studio as a studio assistant, um, I was just learning so much. I was soaking up so much of how, um, a studio is run and what, um, is the day, what does the day to day look like? And I was just fresh out of college and really just soaking up that entire experience and really having that feed into any career path that was next for me. Um, I didn't know if it was going to be in the arts or if it was going to be in other, uh, fields and ended up being in in another field, but, so much of that time and and learning to not only work hard, but to see how different systems run in a variety of industries was so important for my long-term career. So I think just keeping that um, that goal of what kind of um, career do I want and how do all of these things kind of feed into that eventually d- definitely kept me motivated. Mm-hmm. Did, did it surprise you that you ended up kind of going in a different industry and different route? Or did you feel like that was kind of coming over the years um, as you started to get more experience? Um, it definitely surprised me. I really, I was, I've always sort of been like a creative person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always thought that I would be in a creative industry. And I think a a surprising learning for me was how much of entrepreneurship is actually a really creative endeavor. And um, many of the things that I saw sort of growing up about how I operated in the world and and the curiosity that I had and um, the the multitude of interests and how I love to sort of like dive into certain things and really um, get my hands dirty and and figure out an industry or a problem or um, a way of working that all sort of led to entrepreneurship. So in it, now looking back, it all sort of makes sense and falls into place. And I can see sort of the story and how it makes sense. But um, definitely at the time of, of having those jobs and trying to figure out like, what is next? How can I um, make a livable wage and have one job and devote myself to that fully and asking those questions? It was definitely in the moment much harder to see how it all would fit together in the end. Um, and there were moments of when I transitioned from that job to a full-time job in a tech company, um, of questioning, is this the right path? And, um, am I leaving behind a lot of the things that I actually really care about for stability and, um, for something that is not as untraditional, would that be a mistake? So there was definitely questioning along the way, but now of course, looking back, I can see how it all sort of makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So after your experience kind of working more so in the arts per se, you mentioned you went into tech yeah. then, is that right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And what was your experience yeah. in, in that? Because I know, um, I'm sure that probably has, um, you know, your the lessons you've learned and the experience you had has definitely parlayed into some way or another into what you do today. So definitely uh, share a little bit about your experience, I guess, working in tech from moving from arts to tech. Yeah, totally. So I, um, I started to sort of have a job search for what was next and wanting something that was um, more stable and that I could really devote my full energy to and not sort of having to have these different, um, different jobs that I couldn't fully commit to. And so I, and one of the things I sort of kept coming back to that was really frustrating about my experience in the arts was uh, the need for funding and this continual issue of how are we going to pay our curators? How are we going to pay our artists? And how are we going to make sure that everybody has a livable wage? Um, and always sort of returning to that question and um, that being the thing that stopped so many of these creative endeavors. So that really started to get me thinking about uh, fundraising and how different creative uh, projects are funded and uh, put into the world. And so started to look specifically at companies that were look, looking to solve that problem in an interesting way. And that actually led me to um, Indiegogo, which Indiegogo is a crowdfunding platform, um, basically allowing creatives or entrepreneurs um, to run campaigns to fundraise for their projects. And I had a friend who worked there and he was actually looking for an intern. And he, um, I had, he had like posted on Instagram or Facebook or something and said, Hey, I'm looking for an intern and go, go. And I had DM'd him and been like, Hey, I'm, I'm actually looking for a full-time job. I'm excited about Indiegogo for X, Y, and Z reason. Um, I I'd love to be your intern. And he was like, you do not want this job. Like, this is not going to be a fun job at all. Like this intern is going to get like the worst work. And I was like, okay, well, I'll make a deal with you. If, if I am your intern for a few months, like, um, you hook it up and like, get me a full-time job there, you know, like when there's a window and he's like, okay, okay, we'll make that happen. So it was, it was great. Cause I, I started as an intern and within a month there I had a, had a full-time job that I was super excited about and, and got me into a program that was like growing super rapidly and, um, a lot, a lot I could talk about there, but that was sort of that transition. And, um, got me into the tech industry through sort of this this backdoor of um, being interested in fundraising and fundraising creative projects. And then that sort of led to my, the beginning of my career in, in the tech space. Yeah. I really like that you mentioned as well that you went into this space because you were passionate and aligned with the purpose of this company. Right. I feel like mm -hmm. that is something, you know, something I, I preach a lot, especially on this platform as well, is kind of really finding that middle ground of, um, not just what you're passionate about, but something, some purpose that really aligns and fulfills you internally and being able to combine mm -hmm. that obviously with a sustainable job. So I'm definitely curious though, yeah. how, how did that internship go about? Because you mentioned he did say it was going to be bad. So how did that go? I think most yeah. people would be scared and might back out, but it sounds like he went a different route. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really trusted my friend to I was working for him. Um, right. So I really trusted him to, I appreciated him shooting me straight about it because it would have been much harder if I didn't go in eyes wide open and got there and was like super disillusioned with like looking at Excel spreadsheets all day long <laughs> um, and being super bored. So it was good because my expectations were like, okay, I know what this is going to be. 
it's a short term, it like just view it as like a means to an end. And, um, it was, it was definitely not very fun. Um, that, that like month was a lot of just organizing spreadsheets and like very mundane work. But like you said, it's a lot easier to deal with that when one, you know, that it's leading you to something else and it's leading you to something that, um, is ultimately going to move you forward in your life and your career. And two, when you believe in like the mission and vision of the company, um, and so much of that um, first few weeks at Indiegogo was learning like how the mission of that company really trickled down to your day-to-day work and what, um, made it important and, and worthwhile to, to do stuff that seems really, um, boring and banal. And so, um, yeah, so it was, it was definitely, uh, worth it in the long run, but you know, those, those first internships are never that great. Mm-hmm. And I think it helps build, you know, a sense of grit, right? You know, I think it, it gives you a sense of taste as to what, you know, obviously now you have your own company, which we'll dive into really quick. But, um, you know, it's, it's something that mm-hmm. I think really teaches you like what it's like to kind of start from the bottom and kind of work your way up and really have to, um, totally. you know, have grit to go through that because it's, it's not easy. And that's why, you know, entrepreneurship and, and many other things are not for everyone because sometimes, mm-hmm. um, you know, some people just don't have enough of that drive, I guess. And it sounds like you had a lot of drive to be able to kind of bear through the mundane work. And of course, kind of end yeah. up on the <laughs> other side. <laughs> yeah. And I think also like, I'm so glad I had, and I had, I had many, you know, college internships and like so many experiences like that in that role. And I'm so happy that I did because now when we have interns at, at all call, like I'm so conscious of, especially since I am a young entrepreneur and I'm a young leader, like I'm so conscious of what is the work that we're giving them? How can we make sure that they're involved in some of these bigger picture things and um, really grateful for everything that they do for this company. And I definitely wouldn't have that perspective if I hadn't had those experiences. So I think it makes you a great leader um, later on in your career. And that is so important to make sure that you keep those experiences um, top of mind when you yourself have people who work for you. Mm -hmm. I couldn't agree more. And I apply that as well. That same thinking with, you know, my own business. And of course, this podcast where I I do have interns and team members, I help with the ultimate vision. So I think it's very uh, important to be mindful of what it's like to be in their shoes because we all were at one point. So I want to definitely dive into more about your company. So share uh, a little bit more about All Call and the platform and, and how you've built it. Yeah. So um, Alcohol is a travel startup and we are a marketplace for curated itineraries. Um, So what that looks like is on one side of our marketplace, we have um, guides and guides are influencers, tastemakers, chefs, um, editors, all types of different people, travel experts who can create really beautiful itineraries for destinations all over the world and sell them to travelers who um, are, are looking for an insider experience on a location. So the other side of that marketplace being those travelers. And, um, I started, I started working on this, um, while I was still at my day job at Indiegogo, because I saw this major disconnect between young modern travelers, what they valued and and the types of experiences that they wanted and, um, sort of the other platforms and major players in the industry. So like you and I are not, uh, looking at booking.com or Expedia and feeling inspired 
um, mm-hmm. by our next trip or finding like local mom and pop shops for, um, for, you know, our next vacation. And I really wanted to solve that problem. I saw that as a huge problem where, you know, me and all of my friends, as I'm sure you do, when we're going on a trip, we end up texting the people like our go-to people or spending hours on Instagram, trying to find the right spots to check out. And I knew that there had to be a better solution. So started working on all call. And then we, um, we launched our initial product in, um, early December. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's been pretty recent then, right? December, 2019. Yeah. Super recent. Okay. Yeah. Super recent. And what was the first product specifically? Yeah. So this first iteration, um, that we have live on allcalltravel.com right now is, um, those itineraries. So we vet those guides to, uh, it's an application based, um, situation. So guides will apply, will approve them based on sort of them having criteria around, um, really knowing destinations and, um, trusting that they have, um, great taste and then they can build out those itineraries and you can shop them through all calls. So you can go on, let's say you're like, okay, I'm going to Los Angeles or I'm going to Paris or, um, you know, I'm going to Tokyo. You can like look through the different itineraries, the different guides, like what kind of vibe and style they are, like what, what kind of travel they like to do. And then, uh, for the destinations you're going to, you can purchase those itineraries for $8 a day. So that's the product right now. And then if you're a guide, you can go on and you can build out these itineraries, uh, for destinations that you love and sell them and get 70% of the sale of that itinerary. Um, so that's, that's the product that's live now. And it really came out of originally what I did was while I was at Indiegogo, I wanted to better understand the travel space and, um, solve this problem that I talked about earlier. And, um, I thought the first stab at that could be uh, to learn about the industry and, and get my um, my hands dirty a little bit was to launch a boutique travel agency. So if, when you ask me what's the first product of All Call, it's funny because um, I think really back to that original um, like boutique travel agency that I la- launched under the name Outbound Baby. And what I did was told all my friends and family, hey, I'll plan your vacation and book everything for you for a hundred bucks. And I did that for about six months while I was at my day job as a way to learn about this industry and really understand more about the customer that I eventually wanted to serve with this much larger platform that is now all call. I find your story so inspirational. I love the combination of, oh, <laughs> you know, just, you know, cause I work a day job as well. So I really do understand that, yeah. that grit and balance of, you know, having that ultimate long-term vision of where you want to be in a few years, um, you know, without mm-hmm. the day job. And of course, balancing both totally. the day job <laughs> and, you know, the grind of doing your business and doing those projects. Um, I'm definitely curious, like, how long were you predicting that you were going to do both at the same time? Because I, I believe, if, correct me if I'm wrong, you're, Ooh, you currently do all call for as a full-time job now, correct? Yeah, okay. yeah. So I've been doing all call as a full-time job now. Um, for In August, it'll be two, two years, which is wild. Um, <laughs> but I didn't know how long I would have to do both. I was in... Um, part of my job, I would get like, um, quarterly bonuses. And so when I started working there and I started getting these bonuses, I was like, okay, I know that this is 
because I was at Indiegogo working with entrepreneurs all day long, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's actually the job that I want. Like I was so inspired by Mm -hmm. these um, entrepreneurs that I was working with every day that were building products and and businesses that they were super passionate about. And so pretty early on, I was like, okay, that's, that's a goal. That's my goal. I need to start, um, you know, saving for that goal. So I, as soon as I started to get those um, quarterly checks, I just kept saving, um, saving them to, set me up with a nest egg and like a, a security blanket for um, sort of making that final leap. So when I launched Outbound Baby, I figured, okay, I I was working on that quarterly schedule because I knew I wanted to get like my final bonus before <laughs> I, I ended up taking the leap. So I was in my head, I was working in like three months, three month in increments. And originally I was like, okay, maybe I'll do uh, three months. And then after I did three months, I was like, I really, I'm not, I'm still not sure what the end product was the, the, the like outbound baby version of this boutique travel agency. I wasn't sure how I could scale it and make that, um, a real business, um, or go and raise, um, raise a round of funding to, um, give it a, give it a real go. So I took another three months to really start to think about how do I put the structures in place to, um, make this a more scalable business and ultimately go raise a round of funding, um, to go for it full force. So it, there was never really like a, a master plan. I w- I was working in sort of those three month increments and, uh, it ended up being about six months. And then I had had, um, in my almost three years in go, go, I had saved enough to be able to take six months to really figure out, um, how to do what I wanted to do and what product I wanted to build and put a deck together and start, um, hustling to go raise money. And that, um, that savings allowed me that six months of working full-time without a paycheck and without revenue from my business coming in to be able to go, um, raise money and, and capital to actually, um, start all call. So it's definitely, um, it's again, one of those things where when you're in the moment, it's, you're, it's so hard to figure out what is this going to look like? So many questions, so much self-doubt. And then sort of looking at it now, I can see how the story all came together. That's insane. So you, so you live in New York city, which is a very expensive yeah. place and, <laughs> very- <laughs> and you managed to save six months, um, I guess, worth of, I guess, you know, living food, rent and et cetera. Right. Um, prior to quitting. Yeah. So how would you advise someone to do that as well? Because I'm sure there's many people who listen to this who, I guess, uh, you know, find themselves scratching um, themselves for wanting to do that, right? Mm -hmm. For for working a day job and maybe one day wanting to do something like that, or maybe it's not necessarily having their own business, but maybe as a freelancer. How how were you able to strategize in in some sense of how to save six months did you did you specifically save 10 percent of each uh, you know paycheck or or what was the process for you yeah so for me the main thing was um that those bonuses that were coming in were very much on when i signed for that original job i did not anticipate um having a bonus that was significant Um, and so I was, we were, we had started to build this program within Indiegogo that was for successful campaigners, successful, successful entrepreneurs who had raised their first round on Indiegogo, um, who wanted to continue, um, using our platform as sort of a pre-order platform. And so it was me and my, uh, myself and then my boss, and we were the only two people on that program. And we, it was so fun because we grew it from, a um, a, 
tiny part of Indiegogo's business to a huge revenue generating arm for them, which allowed my bonuses to actually be significant. And so as, as I started to realize, okay, this is going to be, this would have, um, been different if it was a part of my salary, I would have had to plan, you know, like you were saying each month, put away that amount of money for the paychecks Mm -hmm. that are coming in. But my other, my strategy was, okay, as these uh, bonuses come in, just bank them, like put them in a savings account um, for when I I knew that I would want to take that time off. So um, again, it's, it's a mixture of, of having that long-term goal in mind of how am I going to set myself up? Um, and also making, even when you don't know exactly what that end goal is and you don't have that vision for what it will be making the short-term sacrifices to, to do that. And I still like lived my life and I wasn't on some, I wasn't like that girl who's on some like crazy budget all the time, but I was thoughtful Mm -hmm. about, you know, the money that I was spending. And we definitely, I definitely could have moved into like a nicer apartment and like upgraded some of those things and, um, just kept, um, some of those major expenses as low as I could so that we could, um, later down the line, I could do the all call stuff. Mm -hmm. What is your short-term and long-term vision for all call at this point? So I guess short-term could be, I guess, within the next year and, um, long-term maybe like three to five years from now. Yeah. I love, I love this question. Um, it's such an interesting time to be in the travel space and to Mm -hmm. be building products for, um, for, for people to have sort of rich travel experiences. And so in the short term, um, my goal really for all call is to continue to have amazing content for people when they are ready to travel and to give people an outlet to dream about travel and think about where their next uh, destination is going to be. And to start to, we're building out some really exciting features for people to start to save, um, some of the dream places that they want to go to once travel opens up in a, in a more broad way. Um, and so I would, I really would love all call to be this space that people can, their go-to space for them to think and dream, um, about, about travel. And then the long-term vision for all call is really to be an end-to-end solution for um, modern travelers where they can come onto all call, be inspired, find where they want to go next, and then have a place where they can um, explore and book content and experiences that align with their values. Um, so long-term, I want to keep that, that um, you know, when companies scale, sometimes they lose the things that are important to them and the things that... Um, were the reason why they got in the business in the first place. So I always want to keep in mind, like, how do we highlight small businesses? How do we support local economies? How do we make sure that the products we're building are always thinking about um, giving a rich, a rich travel experience to somebody? Um, so that's really top of mind, but also being a place where people can book um, and have like, we show up and you think about your trip. And by the end of your experience and I'll call, everything's booked for you to have a great experience. And I'm curious too, how is your current, I guess, expansion looking? Is it just you or do you have another team member? And and how do you predict or I guess project that growth? So we, right now it's myself and um, my co-founder who I brought on um, a few months ago. She had been an advisor from the beginning and then her name's Dana Burke. She's awesome. And she'd been a, an advisor. We were um, co-workers at Indiegogo. She had actually left to start Indi- uh, her own thing a month after, a r- month before me at Indiegogo. Long, long story short, she ended up joining as a co-founder a few months ago, which has been awesome. So she's the, uh, the CMO of all call. And then 
we have um, a few um, other people who are on the team who are amazing. Caleb Phil, who helps with like partnerships and building up our guide side of our platform. And then um, Kat Morrison is our creative director and runs all of our social. So we have a few people on the team right now who are just absolute rock stars and, and I love working with. And the long-term um, goal there is to um, continue to build up our, our team, both from um, an engineering team, because we also have an engineering team that we're working with, two guys who are awesome, um, and to continue to build out that part of our business so that we can develop um, great technical products that allow people um, to use alcohol in a really scalable way. So that's really where our team will build next is on the dev side of uh, sort of the org chart. Wow, that's incredible. Good for you. <laughs> um, I, I definitely wish I could ask too, what, where was your inspiration behind the name All Call? I'm super curious because I know you mentioned oh, you started yeah. with Outbound Beauty, was that right? And then, or is that Outbound, Outbound Baby? Baby, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then um, yeah. you obviously transitioned or, uh, you know, started All Call. So I'm curious where the name uh, inspiration came from. Yeah. So it's the last thing uh, the pilot say, well, says before takeoff. So he says, uh, cross check and All Call. And then the like uh, flight attendants will sit down and you'll take off. So that was, that's the inspiration for the name. Oh, I didn't even, I wasn't (laughs) even aware of that. (laughs) Yeah. Next time you fly, you'll now, every time you fly, you'll hear it and be like, oh my gosh, I'll call every time. I'll have so many friends who text me and they're like, I'm taking off. The pilot just said I'll call. Um, (laughs) So it's, it's really fun. (laughs) I like that. That's so like creative and witty. (laughs) Very unique. Thank Um, you. Yeah. Just a few more questions. Uh, curious if you have yeah. any advice for anyone looking to start their own project, own business, um, especially if they are, you know, still currently in school or still um, working yeah. a day job. You know, you've been through it all. What's your best advice for that? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I love what you're doing and creating resources for um, for people to learn about different industries and um, different people starting their own companies and stuff like that. So I think that's a great start to, you know, be always learning and always trying to, um, absorb that type of information. I think my main piece of advice would be just like, get started. If you are excited about something, if you have an interest in an industry, um, the worst thing that's going to happen is you might fail and you're going to learn so much from that. And you'll be able to, um, apply that to whatever is next. And it's, it's very easy to like, let that guide you and not um, dive into the stuff that um, potentially could grow you and could be a start of something really um, successful and really exciting. So I always like, there was so, there was like a long period of time where I was at my day job and I was thinking about travel and, um, and then once I was like, okay, I'm going to start moving on this thing and actually doing it. Um, there's nothing that is more satisfying and uh, more of like a learning experience than just getting into it. Like start a Squarespace, like start an Instagram account, whatever it is, just like get moving on it mm-hmm. um, would be my, my, my piece of advice. And then I'd also say like, it's so easy to get really discouraged. And I'm sure as you know, like it's so hard, doing this work is so hard. Building something out of nothing is really, really difficult. And um, just allowing yourself to acknowledge that and to also let that drive you and know that you're on the right path um and not let like in the moment when you can't see what's next or what's in front of you let that stop you from just keep pushing because um I feel like it always it's all like I said so many times on this on this call it's so easy to look back and realize oh this made sense because of this and then this fit in 
Um, and so don't let that discouragement or the fear of what's next, um, stop you from, from trying. I love that advice. And I couldn't agree more with, um, you know, both that just especially on the starting aspect. I think so many people, uh, do fear a little bit on, you know, when to start, how to start and waiting to make it perfect. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you really just took that chance while you, while you were in your day job and really, you know, starting out with the, the hundred dollars thing where you're charging, you know, a hundred dollars to put together, I guess, essentially a travel itinerary for, people going on trips. So I think it's just sometimes you really have to be resourceful and just kind of get started and kind of um, pivot along the way. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. A little bit on the personal side, where do you see yourself uh, in three to five years? (laughs) Oh, um, well, hopefully still running all call. Um, That's, that's the goal. Mm I, I, I mean, from like a personal development perspective, I would love to separate my sort of feelings from the emotional ups and downs that running a business can be like the highs are so high and the lows are so low. And it's, you can Mm -hmm. feel all of those things in one day. Um, And I, my hope that is in three to five years of doing this, that I will be able to, um, just like have enough muscle memory to not let that sort of guide my, my, my day-to-day feelings or my moment to moment feelings that I can sort of write it in a more even keeled way and not, um, get too worked up one way or the other, um, and have that perspective for, for my, for my life. So that's, that's like on a, on a, on the feelings side of things, Mm -hmm. on the practical (laughs) side of things. Um, I would love to, you know, have all called be a household name when young people think about travel, when modern travelers are planning their trip, I would absolutely be out of my mind excited if all call was what people think of when they are thinking about uh, traveling and having a really meaningful um, experience like that. So yeah, those would be the two things that I would feel pretty amazing about if um, I could get there. That's incredible. And I'm sure we'll be able to, you know, look back on this interview and many others for sure to see kind of where you're at, where all call is at. And, you know, I think that's kind of the beauty of the journey, right? Everyone always says it's about the journey. And I think it's just beautiful to kind of see how much grows. And I'm sure you're seeing it two years in August, you know, since you Mm -hmm. kind of stepped away and and decided to take this full time. I'm, I'm sure that in itself is such a incredible feeling to see how far you've come and to see, yeah, totally. you know, that two years from now, it'll, it'll be in a much better place as well. Yeah, totally. That's, yeah, that's so encouraging um, to think about it that way. And uh, one last question I have, and it's something I ask everyone on this podcast. Yeah. Um, and that is what fulfills you in life? Um, yeah, I mean, I obviously, I thought this question was coming. So I've been, I've been reflecting on it um, a little bit the last, the last couple of days. And um, I think there, uh, I think there's two things that I, that really fulfill me. The first would be um, just knowing that someone is having a really rich new experience, whether that's like, traveling to a totally new destination and seeing a new culture and trying new food and meeting people that are so much like you and nothing like you at the same time that if there's any way that like I can facilitate that in some small way or my company can in some small way that is such a fulfilling work to do and I think um, really shapes the way that people see the world and see other people um, and that 
really matters to me. Um, and I think the second thing that I've, I've found in, in doing all call and, and hiring people and working with people is how fulfilling it is to really empower others to um, see the gifts that they have and the things that they're good at and the strengths that they maybe don't even see in themselves and setting them up for success. And that's really what excites me as a leader and as someone building a business is to be able to continue to do that, to find um, great people and great talent and give them um, the the tools and the resources for them to really run with what they what they're really good at. Um, and that's definitely something that excites me about the future and, and what fulfills me even with the small team that I have today. Wow. I love your answer. <laughs> and I, and I really align with it as well as, as someone, uh, kind of in a similar boat as you and, and as a leader. So, um, thank you for sharing your answer. I really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Thank what? you so much for having me. This was so, this was so fun. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Yeah, amazing. How about uh, share with everyone where they can find you, where they can find more about all call, yeah. and I guess what's next uh, for what people to look out for. Yeah, absolutely. So you can follow us um, on Instagram at all call, and then check out our website at allcalltravel.com. Um, we've got some really exciting um, new campaigns launching over the course of um, June that are related to um, relief uh, for restaurants and bars when it comes to everything that's happened with um, the coronavirus and how hard hit the hospitality industry has been. So really exciting stuff to check out there um, over the next um, few few months of June. And definitely follow us on Instagram. And um, yeah, and if you want to become a guide on All Call, we are always um, checking out different applications. So you can also do that on our website. Amazing. And I will be sure to link everything in the show notes as well. So everyone can just find it there as well. Perfect. Great. Amazing. Thank you so much, Emily. This was so fun. Thank you. That was today's episode with the lovely guest, Natasha Hoskins. Like I said in the beginning, I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation with her. And of course, I enjoy every conversation with my guests. But with her, I did feel a huge sense of inspiration um, after the conversation and I do believe I almost like teared up a bit just kind of thinking of more so how connected I felt to her story in the journey I'm in right now where I'm a year out of college and I have been grinding at my sales job and definitely have been having very tough days that I keep to myself uh, especially during quarantine and COVID and everything and just having the time I've had over the past two, three months now where I've been able to balance more of that sales job I have with my business and my podcast, this show that I'm extremely passionate about and extremely ambitious to grow for the long term. And so it just was really um, enlightening to me to have this conversation with someone I've obviously never met before, but certainly relate to on so many levels. And I hope this helped you guys as well, whether you are someone that wants to do this later on in life or just someone that has faced struggles with your day job or you're you're worried about what you're going to do after school. I hope that this conversation helped ease some sort of anxiety one way or another. And if you had a major takeaway from this conversation, please let us know in the Instagram comments on our latest post. You can find the Instagram podcast at 
what fulfills you pod and we'll be sure to tag natasha on all the social promos and things like that so definitely be sure to let us know if you did have a takeaway and of course check out all call if you are a traveler and you love to travel like i do um there's a lot of great resources on there and i think many of you guys who are in your early 20s who do like the experience more so um definitely i think this is going to be super helpful for you guys so thanks again for tuning in i always appreciate it rate and review the podcast on apple Podcasts. thank you again for all of your continuous support and i'll talk to you all next week bye America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.